0: Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Claussen. And today I'm going to chat all about should you weigh yourself? All right. So, this is the topic that I postponed from the last solo show because I decided it is too big of a topic. Um, and I wanted to dive into it separately. And it's something that. Um, It's something that has changed for myself throughout the years, um, especially from being in the personal training space and now in the Ayurvedic wellness space. And even as the end of my in-home personal training space, I was noticing a shift. Maybe it's just the shift in society in general, because 15 years ago when I started, oh my goodness, weight, aesthetics, um, looks was so... Um, The main reason people worked out like that was the only reason people worked out and to be on fitness covers. I mean, all of that. This is like the height of that era. So um, today, you know, in 2022, what place does the scale have for us? And is it a good place? Where are we at with it? So let's break down the relationship here and just let's dive into this, even though this is not necessarily just an art. Well, it really is an Ayurvedic topic in terms of attachment. Cause I'm going to talk about that. Cause I think this is a big, this is a big factor in how your own relationship might look with the scale because we all have one. Um, it might not be there though, because for myself, like this is a post that I made a few weeks ago. Now scale is something I choose to not have a relationship with personally. I haven't had one in about five years because it sounds like an awful relationship. It's something that can make you instantly feel like poop or make us feel joy just because we choose to base our value on the number that it gave us. So it's a very one-sided relationship and it can be used as a metric. Sure. But most people I've met can't do that without developing an unhealthy relationship with the number. So let's start there. This is something that I did not put in the post, but I'm going to share on the podcast. Um, because I feel like I can put more context around it where it's really hard to do on a quick social media post. That's going to last for, you know, a blip 24, 24 hours max, if that even. So when I talk about this unhealthy relationship with the number, I'm thinking, uh, to many, to many areas. So in the last, uh, year about now, or I guess since January, what is time right? So since January, I joined a mastermind, and I am the only um, person in there who is not necessarily in this fitness space. There's one other person, I think, who is a, um, I think she's a doctor. And so we are kind of the the oddballs in a sense that we're not the personal trainers. You know, I'm the Ayurvedic wellness counselor. She is the um, what a Western medicine doctor. And with that, I'm seeing, you know, kind of what my peers are preaching, and some of it I agree with, and some of it I don't. And some of it I totally used to. And I, I mean, all of it, I can see where they're coming from. It's definitely a personal training space and a wellness space, which is where I look at it now from a lens of, oh my gosh, this is so broken. Our Western fitness idea is so broken. And it's why we're failing so many people. And it's why you might personally have a horrible relationship with fitness and wellness. And, um, you know, just even saying personal training, like you already have like a stigma or something in your head. I know I do. And that's what I was. That's what I identified with for so many years. Um, and I guess, you know, reading at what they're posting, a lot of them are very into counting macros. Totally fine. It's not something that I, uh, subscribe to or recommend. Um, a lot of people are into weighing yourself daily again. Cool. There's a place for it. It's not something I subscribe to anymore. And I don't know if I see a point to it because of what I just shared. You know, we get, we get so high and we get so low based on this number on the scale. And at the end of the day, can't we tell, like if my clothes are fitting tighter, I know that, okay, I've gained weight. I don't need to know how much you can probably just tell like, Hey, are these pants really tight? Okay. I might've gained a little bit of, or a lot of weight. Are these pants just a little snug? Okay. Maybe it's just a couple pounds. If I look in the mirror and I don't look as toned. Okay. I've probably gained some weight. Or maybe I want to increase my weight training. Or maybe I don't really even care about that anymore and my body feels fine and I still fit in my clothes. Um, maybe you've eaten really poorly and you know, okay, the scale is going to go up because I maybe had foods that I didn't normally eat. Or maybe you went out and you had some um, alcoholic beverages and then the next day that you know you're going to gain weight. All of those things, like we don't necessarily need to be tied to the scale to let us show, oh gosh, yeah, it is showing me that I did gain weight, which I already kind of knew because I found so many people, we can't, I have not seen a good relationship with the scale, even people who are super fit because what's happening there is, and again, this is my insider (laughs) personal training, uh, being in the fitness industry, they get obsessed because they don't want to deviate from that number because it's very aesthetic space, which again, there's nothing wrong with this. But again, you have to look at that relationship, and that is that relationship a good, positive relationship? I would argue not really in a lot of the places. Like they, you might freak out, um, and I've seen this happen from obviously being in the fitness industry. Many of the trainers that I knew that were, you know, figure people who would bring plastic bags of you know chicken, brown rice. We had lots of salmon going on at the personal training tables. Like just, it just smelled horrible. Like people were eating just these gross foods that now Ayurvedically I look at, I'm like, that's dead food. Like this has, none of it has prana. None of it has good value. I mean, it maybe would fit their macros, but it's, I mean, it's like a rubber piece of chicken that people are eating back there and just stinking up the whole place with their hard boiled eggs and you know, trying to get all the protein in all of those things I would say is not a healthy relationship with the end result of the scale. You know, to me, that's where I've seen it on the insider's track. And I'm like, I don't, that's not a healthy, that's not healthy, you know, in, in their eyes. And in our eyes might be like, oh my gosh, they're so healthy, but really there can be a lot of deep seated stuff going on there that we don't know that's bubbling underneath the surface. So that's what I say with, with the number. And then on the flip side, a lot of them, what are they preaching? They're preaching to us or to people, um, not in the personal training space. You need to lose weight. You have to reach this number. Are you, do you weigh more than you want to weigh? Do you want to lose 20 pounds? That's what they're preaching because they know that is what we've been conditioned to do is to look at the scale and say, you know what? I am less worthy because I am 20 pounds heavier than I want to be. Or, oh my gosh, like you know, oh Andrea, you're five ten and I'm five eight and we weigh the same. Oh my gosh, this is horrible. Like I need to lose weight. All of these things, like this, is all marketing on that back end of like getting people in, and then getting people into just weird, weird diets. Because I, I have found the more I've kind of stepped away, I guess, from that side, the more I'm like, man, are these the right people who should be telling us nutrition advice? Now, technically, technically, a personal trainer should not be doing um, nutrition advice. Do they? Of course. I've seen it done many times, but should they? No. Technically, I never really spelled out any advice because that was out of our scope of practice. That is a contract that we signed when we became certified. That is not in our scope of practice. Um, You should be asking a dietitian for food, not for a personal trainer. Because again, a lot of the trainers that I know have really mm, inappropriate relationships with food. A lot of them. Um, and myself included back in the day, like we all just had weird, like, let's count out all of the M&Ms and put them in a baggie because this is all I can eat. Just obsessive things that you don't want that at the end of the day, but that's what they're selling, but they're not telling you what it looks like to get that. And most of us don't want that. lifestyle. we're counting out how many crackers and how many M&Ms can I eat to fit that serving size? That's not healthy. So that's what I say on kind of that back end. And that all ties back into the scale. And so they're trying to preach, yes, yes, let's get you there, because that's how they are going to make money is, you know, getting everyone into this, this diet and workout cycle. So that's kind of, again, that's in the back end. And this is why I feel like it's a failing industry, because we have people who are don't have a great relationship with the scale themselves trying to help others. Now, of course, this is not everyone. This is totally a generalized. There are some amazing trainers, of course, Um, but there are some that are equally not as amazing and can really take down the industry. And then if you go on social media, you can find all of the above. And so that's where it's got to be really, really careful about when, who you're following if you are on social media, because you can get easily sucked into their paradigms. And I will say that because um, I found myself when I had all these people who i I didn't follow. And I'm like, Oh, should I be doing macros? Because all of, all of a sudden I've influx of maybe 15 people that I didn't know before, but now they're in my mastermind. And so we all are following each other to support each other. And I'm like, Oh gosh, should I be doing that? Because now I'm seeing 15 accounts of people who are talking about their macros. And then I started getting in my head. I'm not going to lie in January. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like should, I can't say or speak my own truth because it goes against everything that these people are preaching like they're preaching to weigh yourselves daily. They're preaching to, to weigh your food and to count calories and to count macros. And this is how you lose weight. And it's just the complete opposite end of where I personally um, fall. And so I found myself kind of really getting into my, into my own head and how easy it is for us to get sucked down rabbit holes on social media. And this is someone who's like, I'm pretty, Pretty set in my Ayurvedic ways. I'm pretty set in my like, hey, this is what I do. I work out with my cycle, you know. I try to eat with my cycle, but I'm also very much following Ayurvedic principles through and through. And so that's something that I really want you to focus on. Is hey, maybe I need to do a quick audit of who I'm following on social media because that can really suck you down rabbit holes. And I had asked a question um, now probably a month ago, and I had said how how many of you are confused about what what to eat? And almost, I mean. I think it was like 85% was like, yes. And it's so easy to, because in social media, everyone has something else that they're preaching. And if we follow all of these various accounts, we get so confused. Um, and that's, that, that's where I think confusion leads to stagnation leads to doing nothing. And so if you're like, Hey, you know what? I'm all in on following an Ayurvedic lifestyle follow Ayurvedic practitioners, follow Ayurvedic healers. Like that would be the path to go down and then just unfollow people that are going to confuse you or, um, make you not trust yourself because at the end of the day, that's their goal. That's the marketing is like, Hey, I'm going to get you to not trust yourself. So we, we can get you to count your macros because they're selling you a program. So that's just something to, um, be cautious of when we're thinking about these ideas. And the same as it went for, you know, a few weeks ago about disconnecting to reconnect. A lot of it is disconnecting. Like what is actually our goal? You know, I, I gave that as a homework to a client of like, Hey, take out all of the shoulds. Cause she wanted to say she should be lifting. She should be, um, you know, lifting 20 pounds because she could a couple of years ago, but she's had some setbacks with some, you know, injuries and concussions and stuff. And so I said, you know what, let's strip all of those shoulds away what are your actual goals right now in 30 days, 60 days, and 90 days, write them out. Like, what are your goals? So she did. She came back and her goals, none of it matched what she thought she should be doing of lifting heavy. You know, that didn't match. And so I think a lot of when we're looking at the scale, we think we should, because that's what society has told us. Like that's a metric we should know, you know, how much we weigh, but if you have an unhealthy relationship and that can be too with Hey, you know, maybe you've had eating disorders in the past and that number can trigger you and spiral you back down. That's very common. So, I mean, honestly, when we're looking at this, really paying attention to how does that number, um, make me feel, do I need to know that number or can I use other metrics to help me stay, um, where I want to be? And there's nothing wrong. We all have our happy medium. Like that's not to say that like, Hey, I don't, if you, if you don't want to, if you don't weigh yourself, doesn't mean you don't want to lose weight. So we'll just say that like right now I'm like, Oh, I'd probably like to lose 10 pounds. I don't really know if it's 10 pounds, but I'll know when I'm like in the mirror and like, um, I'm trying to think of even a pair of clothes, like a shirt. I have a shirt that I'm like, okay, if this looks just a little bit better, cause my boobs are always where I gain weight. And so I'm like, okay, when my boobs are just a little bit smaller, this shirt will fit better and boom, this, this will be great. And it's not necessarily tied to a number per se, but I can still want to lose weight And I don't have to weigh myself to do that, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. I think sometimes we get stuck in that paradigm too. So what if you're like, oh gosh, but what, I need to know if I've gained two pounds, because then maybe you spiral in a different direction. Now, my two thoughts on that. One, do you need to know? Like, do you absolutely need to know if you've gained two pounds? My second, do you already have an idea that you gained those two pounds or five pounds, whatever it is? Typically, yes, is the answer. We do know if we've put on maybe five to 10 pounds, you can feel it in your clothes. You can feel it. You can see it in the mirror. You know, you can see it in like the face. You can see all of those things. And I think that's where we get stuck in the, the trusting. We're giving away our power to the scale because we're not trusting ourselves. You know, again, it's coming back to the, the disconnecting from this apparatus and reconnecting into our own body. What is our body trying to tell us? You know, not what is this What is this arbitrary number telling us? And now we have a thought or a feeling behind it. And that's, again, what Ayurveda is at its core is just trying to get you back to understanding how your body responds, what your body needs. And we don't need all those gadgets to tune, to tune in. Like uh, I'm really tempted. The aura ring keeps popping up in my Instagram ads. And I'm like, oh, should I get this aura ring? And I'm like, I don't even know what it does. And then I kind of looked at it. I'm like, oh, it tells me if I sleep then in my head, I'm like, well, shoot, I know I haven't been sleeping great. So if I'm going to get this aura ring, I'm going to wear it. And then I'm going to know that I'm not sleeping great, but I already know that I already know that I'm not. So why would I get that? if I'm sleeping great, do I really need it to tell me I'm sleeping great? I don't, I don't. And so that's kind of where we think about some of these things. And that's kind of where I view the scale. I'm like, do I need it to tell me I'm doing great? Or I already kind of know, or do I need it to tell me, oh my gosh, you gained 20 pounds. No, I probably already know this. So that's kind of my um, healthy relationship with gadgets and devices, a very non-attachment, which is a very yogic philosophy of just non-attachment. Are we just so gripping our hands and like, ah, I can't let go of my Apple watch because then it won't tell me how many steps I've had a day. And I, I do this all the time with clients. I'm like, Ooh, why do we say we need to know that number or, oh, we got to start our calorie tracker. Cause we don't need to know how many calories that we burned this workout. I'm like, do we, do we really need to know, you know? And a lot of times it's no, we just, we get obsessed with that, with that data, you know, and data is great. If it's just that, if it's starting to be something that we are needing and we just have to have, it's becoming compulsion, it's becoming obsessive. And it's something that we need to practice that non-attachment with. So that's my weekly challenge to you is just to notice your relationship with the scale. Do you have that non-attachment practice with it? Or is it something that instantly will change your mood, either happy or sad? Because if it is instantly changing in either direction, there's probably some attachment there and it's a relationship they need to kind of revisit. It should be a very neutral. It's just if feedback. It's neutral. So for myself, the one data I usually always take is I take my basal temperature every morning. It's giving me data and I'm not attached to that number. So it's like, okay, here's what my cycle's doing. Here's what my body's doing. Well, you know what, when I was coming down with this cold, as I was recording this, um, I saw it like my temperature was super high. And I was like, of course, cause I'm, I'm sick with this cold. And so it spiked. And so now I'm like, oh, cool. I'm just seeing my temperature slowly come back down, which means, you know, the inflammation, the virus, it's leaving me. That's what I'm seeing. Like, I'm not reacting in a oh my gosh, it needs to be this or that. So that's what I'm kind of, um, I guess, challenging to you to really, really re- like just kind of um, be your own detective, as I always say, of what gadgets are you obsessing over? What do you maybe need to to loosen the grip on? And okay, if I'm loosening the grip, what are you scared of? Because often there's like a fear of X, Y, Z, something is going to happen. What is that something? So for people who are obsessed with the scale, I'm going to gain weight. That's usually the thing. Okay. Let's explore that fear. Why do we think that? Are you going to suddenly change all of the habits? Are you going to suddenly um, not do your workouts? Are you going to change what you're eating drastically? Are you going to suddenly just go on like five, 10 day bingers with alcohol? Like, what are you afraid of? um, that you're going to do because you're not doing this daily. So that's kind of my, my other thing to kind of look at, because that is often a fear that comes up. Um, and it can be realistic, but it can also be a great chance to be like, you know what? No, this is a great time for me to tune in. What does my body tell me and what, what foods are actually nourishing me? Because I think a lot of it too, is that slowing down piece. Okay. That's where I'm going to leave this conversation today. I think it's a it's a valid one to have. I think it's a great, um, you know, not just even with the scale, just looking at all devices of what, where are we attached, and where do we need to practice that non non grasping and non attachment practices. So I do have a um, a moon cycle challenge coming up here in May. It's a four week self care with your moon cycle. And every day for four weeks, we're going to get a self-care practice. Usually it's going to be Ayurvedic and it's going to be based around your menstrual cycle phase. All of these practices are going to be between one and 10 minutes and they're going to be aligned to like, you know, your luteal phase. Here are some ways that you can really um, slow down and tune in. So maybe you're not going to have those PMS symptoms. You know, Here are ways to practice around your cycle. We're going to have a Facebook group for accountability. I'm also going to have two live coaching calls. One's going to be a virtual full moon circle. So excited for that one. And there's also going to be a prize. I'm going to give away a um, period prize box at the very end of the month. Um, I'm going to have ways of you tracking your um, challenge and then we'll, I'll draw one winner who's going to get mailed this prize box. So that is something that I'm really excited for. I'm really looking forward to. It. I'm going to participate with you all um, in the moon cycle challenge. And so if that's something that's uh, exciting to you, head over to my website. The cost is $149 for the entire four week. You also get a membership portal so you can download and go with all of the material. So if that's something that's calling to your heart, check that out. It will be in the show notes. And it's also on my homepage of my website at andreaclawson.com. And I look forward to um, seeing everyone in that challenge who feels called to practice some self-care with their cycles and just really, again, It's all about tuning in and noticing how does the follicular phase feel in my body compared to the luteal phase? What does that look like for me? All right, thank you all so much and go out there and spread your peaceful power.